Hey everybody, it's your host Ron Weisberg and Ashley Ward here. Hi guys. Film Things with Soul Studios back in the studio. Today we have Andy Costellic. Hi Andy, how you doing? Pretty good, how you guys doing? Man, we're doing great. Yeah. Yeah, so you are our first guest in our Filmmakers series. Thank you so much for coming. You bet. Pretty honored on this. This mm-hmm. is nice. Let's have some fun here. Let's have some fun. So, you were on set today. That's right. Got uh, got a series of shorts coming. So this is to you know to hone some of the skills that might not have got to touch on in the last few, and uh, kind of wrapping up that toolkit to head into a feature. So that's awesome. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. yeah, man. I think everybody in New Mexico that knows you has just seen you grow and. Uh, You've been you've been at it for a while, you know, producing your own stuff, and and um, you're one of those people that I, I I really respect because I think that um, you're doing it for all the right reasons, and and you know you you don't uh, have the negative vibe that a lot of people might have uh, after doing it in a while. You know what I That's mean? That's right, and it's easy to get that. You know, I just gotta gotta skate around that attitude, keep it positive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, tell us about the dust monologues. Did is that what you're starting with, or what did you start with? As far as filmmaking, or yeah. well, I mean, I mean, I've been doing it since high school. It's been a while. I mean, I'm going on somewhere between ten to fifteen years. But you know, Dust Monologues kind of came at a oh, I don't know. That's probably seventh or eighth legitimate short in, um, and it was a way of you know, it was a, it was a, it was a two edged kind of project. It was one was a, a piece itself, and uh, you know, it's I guess a little unconventional. Still a a series of mini narratives, but. Uh, Taking a different approach, series of monologues, uh, with just story on the foundation of mm-hmm. a, a, a story in, in, a, in a whole, and then on the second, it was on the second edge. It was a uh, it was a community effort to uh, you know take take fifteen of, of some of New Mexico's you know most highlighted highlighted successful uh, commanding actors you know really committed here in New Mexico, and it was it was just basically a showcase. It was a you know, strung together and, and connected all by a, a narrative through line, but ultimately to help showcase what we have here in New Mexico, especially with, uh, you know, a lot of studios coming in yeah. and independent mm-hmm. filmmakers coming in. I mean, yeah, we have our, our typical outlets like the agencies, like, you know, and, and other uh, entities are doing this kind of thing too, but maybe not on film, you know, mm-hmm. uh, New Mexico Film Foundation does a does an acting showcase, yeah. um, all the other projects coming through, but it was a, it was a packaged showcase uh, putting, you know, what I thought was our, our best foot forward um, and trying to get it into the hands or at least in front of people that, that, uh, that call some of the shots here. And um, Yeah, I think it's great putting putting some of our best actors in front of decision makers. Look, we can do this. You give us uh, give us some more meat on the bone. That's right. You know, so that's I right. think that's amazing. I think yeah. that's awesome. And, and it wasn't to say that, uh, you know, our agents, our agents, our casting directors, our, our, uh, our people that are promoting us and, and giving us all those opportunities aren't doing a good job you know it's just there's a there's a you always need more you always need more and there's you know there's an ingrained system you know a production's coming in they love to pe- pull people out of los Look, angeles proof is in the pudding you can have people that's talk right. about it all day long but we need to show them that's know? right that's right so i think between being a you know a a piece of art, you know, if I can say that, it sounds pretentious, but it's what it, it's, it we is, wanted to tell 15 stories, that's yeah. right, and uh, and also being a, a promotional piece to, uh, you 
you know, give people just maybe something that they hadn't done before or hadn't done in a while. Mm-hmm. I know West Duty City hadn't done a, uh, a monologue in like 20 years. So I I was, it was just to get back to the basics. You and know? look, you know, monologue is one of the most challenging things as an actor. We, we talk about that in our classes. Um, you know, you've got to have your arc and, you know, your dynamics, your inner conflict, all this stuff is jammed into one monologue and it's all on you. you That's know right. What I mean? So That's it's, right. it's a fascinating challenge. Uh, so it's cool that you're doing that. So yeah. can you give us a rundown. So you went to film school? Yeah. So, uh, you know, when I started out in high school, there weren't really any established film programs here in uh, New Mexico. So I did the next best thing what I thought at the time I was to go into theater with an acting emphasis because that's where it all started for me was acting and then it bled into the other Absolutely. aspects as I started to make my own self so it was theater over at Eastern in Portales and then uh, moved to Seattle for a bit did some independent projects on to Los Angeles at uh, Lee Strasberg Institute and then yeah I finished up a film pro uh, film degree here at UNM cool so, man kind of got great. you know well rounded tried to get well roundedness in all there you know I love that so yeah and so yeah. So you moved um, back here from Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. When was that? That was 2013, going on six years here. Yeah, yeah. And what was what was the drive behind that? I was come back to home base. You know, I knew that we 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 really wanted to start doing some legitimate projects, and uh, you know, with not a lot of funding to start off with, I thought I'd come back to home base where I had. You know, I had called a lot of resources when I was younger in film school and, and you know, gotten to know people who owned locations that, uh, you know, f- uh, a kind of film family that I kind of re- reconnected with, was able to reconnect with. And uh, so I wasn't starting at the bottom. You know, I wasn't starting at zero, um, at least at least resource wise, you know, and I thought that was a, a smart move at the time. And, you know, I guess I could say I knew film was blowing up here. I, that's not exact. It, it I mean. It hadn't started to blow, started to blow up here yet before I had come, but when I had come back, it it was, it was on my mind, but it was more our own projects that we were focused on. So you knew that shooting your projects was going to be easier here. That's right, yeah. because of the resources I had yeah. before. So yes, absolutely, and Ashley also moved from uh, L.A. and I did, mm. yeah. So was that some of the stuff you were thinking about too? Well, that's exactly why I moved here. You know, I saw that it was blowing up. And um, and everything's just a lot more affordable, so you can put that extra money into your craft, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to yeah keep it going and, and learning and produce stuff. And the hustle and grind it, can go towards yeah. what you love. And mm-hmm. the competition, it just kind of made sense to go somewhere where you at least have a chance of standing out a little bit, mm-hmm. um, so you can make a few big steps instead of you know a thousand tiny ones. Right. So that was kind of the idea behind it. But yeah, similar. I didn't quite make it to LA. I was in Southern California, mm. but I kind of had that split off choice well I, I need to do this do I go to LA or do I go to New Mexico and it just it just made sense mm-hmm. to, to come here for whatever reason yeah wise, yeah. wise. and we're shooting yeah. tomorrow or something so. yeah that'd be <laughs> exciting. yeah um, I'm curious did you write the monologues or did the actors have a huge I'm sure they had a huge part in that exactly. sure I mean they yeah I did all 15 uh some of those had been maybe you know, some of them had been pulled from projects that may not have gotten off the ground. Uh, others had been standalone pieces that I had, you know, just wrote to, you know, kind of practice the craft. And others were written specifically for the film. So it was a collection of things that, yes, I all wrote, but, you know, had different time frames. You know, so some had been, some were, were, were those bottles of wine that had been sitting for 50 years. Others maybe, you know, 10 years. So, um, but, I mean, performance-wise, I couldn't tell. I wouldn't be able to, mm-hmm. you know differentiate between any of those so 
Yeah. But uh, and then yeah, and then the actors had you know they obviously brought all their own flavor to it. Um, you know, some people had some people might might have put in a little note here and there that we that we would adjust. Uh, I know Vic Browder had. Uh, let me see. He's talking about wine, and we're we're comparing it to women. How he likes to try different uh, different wines, and you know, I had said I don't remember. I was Claret and a and a Chardonnay or something like that. And he said, "Why don't you just change it to Chardonnay or Chardonnay and bl- and a blonde?" Which I didn't know was a kind of wine, you know? but <laughs> oh, blonde perfect. was was kind of a double entendre for uh, you know for a wine and a woman. So yeah. little little notes like that that life experiences of the actors. Uh, they'd, they'd come forth with and, and it all make it all the better which I think all collaborations do that's how yes. it works yeah, yeah we feed off each other yeah. absolutely yeah. yeah that's really cool how you're able to recycle some of your yeah. old projects because as yeah. a writer myself I find that it's just you know there's tons of unfinished projects that you're like well was that a waste of time can I use this somewhere so mm-hmm. that's cool you're able to yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and, and kind of the you know the retro I don't want to say retrofit but fitting it to the project also so some some of those pieces may have been missing uh, certain elements to make it a well-rounded monologue you know um, you know if the if the stakes in, the, in one of the original pieces had been explained you know throughout the you know the stakes or inner conflict was was revealed in certain ways in, in the film version of what could have been in that monologue you know it was to to pack it down into this two three minute piece sure some things had to be added to you know, maybe start off uh, with a line so we know who we're maybe speaking to, because mm-hmm. you know it's yeah we can we can we can listen to any monologue really and, and get a good sense. But all these, I wanted people to with within a a two three minute uh, piece and the way they were being delivered online. I just want I needed people to know who these people were, who they're speaking to, and what what's at risk immediately, kind of right off the yeah. bat. Mm-hmm. So given so, circumstances, boom. Given right circumstances, that's right. Yeah. <clears throat> that's right. Is it a giveaway if I ask about the scene with the, the dirt? There's like a hand plunging out or something Oh, uh, like yeah, yeah, that. yeah. I wondered how I that like, tied yes, that's into the story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't have to say if it's a giveaway, but I was curious to see if the, if I was missing something or if it's a linking shot. Between no, you know, for so you're referencing the, the trailer for the piece, which, yes. you know, you know, the dust monologue's in its entirety at 37 minutes. It is just the 15. I didn't give anyone any image... Uh, to reference because I wanted everyone to just zone in on that actor and that actor couldn't get away. You know, right. it was, they, there's nowhere never anything else in the shot. Nowhere to go. Right, you know, right. it's, it's completely white. It's black and white. So there's nothing else distracting. Uh-huh. And it's, that is kind of a free fall for some actors. It's all on you. You have nothing else. Exactly. But for the trailer to kind of get, you know, people give a, an emotional sense of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, we started to plug in some images that uh, were either pulled straight from someone's piece. I know Dodie Montgomery speaks, uh, you know, she's trying to save a library in the film. And she mentions, you know, shotgun shells and cinder blocks. And, uh, you know, so like an image like that, we fit it, we fit into the trailer, you know, um, as, and a few others. But, the, you know, the, yes, the, the, the figure emerging from the sand was basically the, the ultimate image to tie in with the idea of the dust monologues. We called it the dust monologues because... Um, all these pieces were, they were pretty much written with New Mexico in mind. Experiences I've had, experiences that people I know have had, and there's a sense of, there's a sense of being buried, let me see if I could say this as eloquently as I have, there's a sense of being buried by, by life's, you know, various strifes and plights, you know, I mean, if we're giving into, you know, pick any of the 15 characters, they're, they're, they're being threatened by some sort of thing that people face every day and if they give into that then they're going to be you know metaphorically buried by the dust yeah. of life you give in to hate you're i mean 
you're done, you know, and uh, or at least you are for a while, and that's that you're 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 being you're being buried by by the negative things in life, you know, which is why all these people they're fighting that you know at the, at the most important moment in their life they're fighting that thing that will essentially bury them if they give into it or don't get what they want, which is why those stakes are always very high in all right. fifteen. Um, so the person emerging is you know, the, the, the spirit of all 15 of not giving in and kind of rising from the dust, you know, so that's, or, or, or coming back or, or, you know, and just being set against the, uh, I think those were the Manzano mountains, just very New Mexico, very dirt, dust, you know, uh, prevailing, prevailing. That's, that's, that's that last image I wanted to people to have a sense of before they went in to watch the 15 so it's kind of a long-winded answer but no yeah. no it's very yeah. powerful it was, it was it was just a visual uh symbol of the the tenacity of the characters to not be buried alive buried alive dusted yeah. over yeah wow, that's incredible. Awesome. so yeah and so um what can you tell us about these upcoming projects man yeah uh <clears throat> well let me see there's there's some there's some locations and then you know there's another reason i moved back to new mexico because i'm very drawn to not necessarily, you know, a lot of people that come to New Mexico, we see we see the desert, we see, when we see deserts, we imagine westerns, we imagine yeah. that, that kind of, that gritty location-based kind of film, and I don't see westerns when, when, I, when I look out, but, you know, growing up with this, you know, picking trash up off the highways growing up, you know, with the, with the jobs that I had, uh, and being out there, you know, in the foothills and doing all that, I'm very, I'm very drawn to the the landscape so in all the projects i do were very outdoor based you know and back to nature back to nature mm-hmm. that's right and there's a running joke with uh you know the the, the crew and team of people i always work with is hey when are we going to do an indoor movie mm-hmm. you know when, are, when are we, even even dust Malik's had the idea of the outdoors you know, all, always at yeah. heart but uh and you're like i'm not domestic <laughs> that's right that's right i belong in the sand you know um so there's there's there are a few locations that I wanted to use in the Berlin area that uh, that strike a real great juxtaposition with some of the themes that I've wanted to get across. And you know, suicide is always a big theme I have. Uh, so you know that that deals with one of them. Kind of, it's almost a sister film to a, a film we had done uh, about a year and a half ago called American Shepherd. And there's suicide uh, apparent in that also. But there's you know. There's two ways of going about it, <clears throat> at least the ways that we're illustrating. So it's a direct contradiction to the American Shepherd that we've filmed. Um, so it's, you know, it's a, which deals with a, an escaped convict. So it's, and it's, we're, we're taking it back to, to a period film. So we're kind of on the edge of 70s and 80s right there, which is, cool. you know, spiking that budget a little bit. But, no, you know, it's, yeah, it's worth I it. I love that know, time. So. Oh, yeah. I, will, I always said I, I should have been born in that. Well, I was born in that time, but I should have been living in that time. Right? Should have been living. Yeah. Yeah. Should have been an adult. <laughs> should have been an adult. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I've always, I mean, you know, my wife, Alec, and I, we were very drawn to, uh, who's usually production designer and all art department on the things we're doing. She's always very drawn to uh, period stuff and a kind of timeless uh, qualities. And most of the films we do, we... We always try and focus on, you know, hair, wardrobe, props, vehicles, locations in a way that there could be almost a 20 or 30 year span in there. So that you mm. can't exactly plug when it is because the stories we're going for are supposed to be timeless. So we yeah. don't usually have cell phones. We don't usually have newer mm. vehicles. You know, it's, we're always going for those beat up trucks and Well, you know, lines. out here, they're all... That's the way vehicles are. There are a lot of old vehicles. So uh-huh. you, you, you go to these small communities like Berlin, and it is almost like you transport back into time. That's right. Yeah. That's right. 
which kind of segues into the the second film. We're we're doing all these back to back to kind of simulate a feature, um, to kind of prove that you know we can maintain a bunch of different stories at once and kind of keep a a a unified vision all the way through, which which can sometimes fall apart if you try and take on too much. So that's kind of a test for us. So this you know we have this period one. We have uh, what's following that is a. Uh, Something that takes place around the funeral business uh, today. There's a there's a growing let me see there's a growing uh, disease in the country uh, where people are not paying back their their funeral debt. And you know, generally the way this works is uh, you know funeral homes will put up a lot of the money before the funeral happens, and that family you know or or those related to pay either day of or within the following months. But uh, people are just starting to to forego that and buy new cars and, and which is leaving in funeral homes in a lurch because all they can do is, you know, they can take it to, uh, they can take it to collections, which would strip you of all the money you're trying to get anyways, you know, mm-hmm. so it's, you're almost losing on that lawyers, uh, district magistrates. It's all kind of, you just swallowed by red tape. So, uh, it's basically a funeral home or kind of funeral home is taking things into its own hands. Yeah. That's, so, that's uh, intense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that. That's really cool. Um, and then, uh, let me see what we got. Number three here. Oh, a little more Spielbergian. You know, we're, we're very dramatic in a lot of the stuff we do. And, and you know, because, you know, the topics that we talk about, are they deserve that. They deserve a respect yeah. to be serious about high it. Stakes. Um, high stakes to it all. And uh, But I grew up loving, you know, blockbusters and good old fun movies just as much as everyone else. So I think a return to something a little, a little more fun, a little more marketable, a little more... You know, uh, different in tone. Uh, dealing with children, you know, a lot of children. That that uh, kind of harkens back to why why I film movies. So we got a little adventure there. Got a little. Uh, and this is your feature you're talking about. No, it's still a short. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Sometimes I have a problem packing a lot into. Sh- I mean, <laughs> I'll just get big ideas and we'll write it, and then it just needs to turn to be, to be a feature anyway. So mm-hmm. uh, that's where you know pieces like dust monologues come in. To mm-hmm. where maybe shorts that grow into be just way too big for shorts, and you need to recognize that as you're doing it because there's a. I think any filmmaker would agree that there's a, a you know, short filmmaking and, and feature filmmaking. There's a there's a there's a big difference in the way you go about that, sure. structure your stories, and, sure. and and look at your demographics. So again, and those are just falling all in with the with the tools and the kit that we're trying to hone here. Yeah. So and four and five, you know, we have a few ideas of just you know deciding how much we want to spend on them, how much time, you know, uh, money wise, how much time we want to spend on them. Uh, and really gauge whether or not we have the resources to, to do them uh, right now. But the idea is to do several of them back-to-back and just be able to claim that we did that and move on to something that warrants those skills that we're kind of practicing here. Cool. So, yeah. Well, let us know how we can help. If, you if got ever, it. If ever you do, like, a fundraiser thing, because, you know, you're getting some momentum with your stuff. You're getting people that know about you. So, hmm. you know, I'm sure the community will... Uh, you know, want to throw some money behind you at some point if yeah. you're if, if that's what you're wanting to do. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you find your actors? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the, the casting process. <laughs> um, the elephant in the the room. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it should and it should be. I mean, it should be. It's yeah. it's. I'm sure you guys are just about the much as much of the as much about the craft as you are the business of it. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, you know, how do we go about actors? When I first came, um, may I may have had a uh, a base of resources, but not necessarily um, a, um, 
a family of actors and collaborators mm-hmm. to call in. So, you know, when I, when I was first starting out, um, very much went through, you know, New Mexico Film Office, you know, bulletin board there. Uh, I think I even did Craigslist when we first got back because I just had no idea mm-hmm. who any of the actors were. Uh, and who knows? Six years ago, it might not have. The, I'm sure the pool wasn't as big as it is now. You know, mm-hmm. um, not You're right. maybe not by much, but uh, and then from there, you know, uh, you know, I eventually got an agent here, um, and with that, and through a few, you know a few of the film festivals, uh, conventions, uh, the conferences, be- between all of those, I started to get a better, have a better relationship with all of the um, agents here. Um, filmmakers, you know, I and I, when I'd come onto a set as an actor, I'd also be introduced to the other actors and working with other mm-hmm. actors. So, which brings us to how we do it now. And essentially, what I'm doing now is I, I always have pretty small. I guess generally, I have pretty small casts. You know, they're mm-hmm. two, three, four, or five person casts. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I, I I believe strongly if 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 you can find a better way of telling a story than than to not have to bring people on. I'm trying to say this in smaller capacities uh, that that could be a waste of their time. If if you could get away with not doing a scene with ten with ten background, yeah, then find a better Absolutely. way to do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because you know people are actors are out there. Yeah, they'll 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 start at the bottom. The bottom they all do and and, and make their and work their way up. So if I mean, but what am I trying to say there? I try not to waste people's time. No, so yeah, I keep sure. a small cast, and when I go out to cast, I usually drop it through the agencies first. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because we, I, either one or two of the, the base actors that I might have, might have in mind from the beginning are SAG, so it's going to naturally be a SAG project. So I think, yeah, we take it through the agents first. You know, I'll drop it with uh, Lynette, Chris, and Tina, and they'll send it out to their uh, their rosters. Um I'll get you know we'll we'll hopefully get a you know a, a good response back from local actors even some out of state actors that are willing to you know work and build their build their resume and come either take self tape or come back for the callback and uh, from there because again I don't I don't want to waste people's time if if there if there are certain looks or uh, talents that we're looking for I'm always going to zone in on those people to bring them in um, because if so I think filmmakers and producers. Yeah, they'll be open to, to casting a role, you know, in an open way. I don't know if it's a guy. I don't know if it's a girl. I don't know what the yeah. ethnicity. I don't know, you know, I don't know any of that. And they'll bring in, you know, a few different people for it. But filmmakers and producers generally have a pretty good idea of what they want if they're looking for leads. You know, there's yeah. a there's a vision, right? Absolutely. And and I'll, and I'll, I'll we'll, we'll filter it out from the beginning so that, you know, we're not wasting people's time and bringing them in. And, and obviously, keep all the info on file. And if something pops up, which has happened several times with us, it's yeah. I didn't even bring someone in for one thing, but you know, I think we just cast them directly into the next one. So, you know, it's never a waste to submit. You know, uh, especially if they're not providing that much of a breakdown. You know, like I, I think one of our latest ones, I just gave an, I just gave a general age range. I didn't give any sort of uh, look or skill level or anything yeah. like that because I we were, we were looking. We were looking. We were casting a wide net. So yeah, drop it through the agencies. Uh, bring in a, a good number of people that that we think could do the trick. Um, and then we generally have a a day or two of auditions. Um, try to keep it pretty pretty fresh. Yeah, we you know sometimes we'll do pieces from the film. Sometimes we'll do a piece that has nothing to do with the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, try to be upfront about that most of the time. You know, if someone thinks they're doing 
Richard the Third, you know, will just say, "Hey, this ice piece actually isn't in the film, but mm-hmm. I want it. We want to see what choice you're making with it." You know, yeah. if there's not a lot of context to it. You know, it's, that's not my problem. It's for you to invent that. That's what we're looking for. You know, I'm actually really not looking for how well you can do the piece. I just want to see how uh, on your toes you can really be. Who you, know? you are, and if you can take directions. That's and right. Raise yeah. the stakes. That's and, right. Absolutely. Which, which, which leads all the way up into the big casting. You know, those yeah. when those directors give you one adjustment, I mean, that's your one shot to show. Yeah, them that, you got to yeah. show them you can adjust. That's baby. right. That's oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. That you're an actor. You know. <laughs> so uh, and then from there, you know, we just do some discussions, and then uh, you know, cast from there, and and uh, throughout the process of all the films, just keeping everyone in mind, and so yeah, but it's pretty standard. Uh, Take it through that. We don't really we don't go through the the bulletin board anymore, um, because how do I say this? You'll just get way too many submissions, and you've got to weed through a bunch of. I mean, stuff the, there's that make sense. there's that, and I mean, there's a lot of committed people in here that have taken the time and energy to go get themselves an agent, go through the class, you know, and and bulletin board maybe maybe pulling people in that maybe a little more at the beginning, maybe have a little more to work to. You know, aren't taking it seriously, aren't taking the classes, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, 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 and recognizing that there's a whole craft and business process to yeah. that whole thing, you know. And with the three agencies we have in town, I don't know how many on the roster. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing thousands, you know what I mean? So I'd rather, I think, usually, and because they're SAG projects, we'd, we'd like to go through the, the really serious people first, right. you know. And there are, don't get me wrong, everyone, there are big exceptions to that, but uh, that's generally the way we operate. It makes sense, I mean... You know, there's a there's a guild for a reason. That's right. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And I, I mean, if that goes for every, if any other craft, and when people are coming to state, they're they're looking to the people that are in IATS because mm-hmm. they've put in the work yeah. to, to to be that and mm-hmm. and have paid their dues, you know, metaphorically and literally. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. so um, would you like to leave your info for any actors out there that are like, well, I'm serious about this. I want to e- email my headshot and resume, Was which there- I always love. Actually, yeah, it's it's. To get one out of the blue is kind of just like you know, just checking out the work. You know, want to put my name in the in the ring. And I mean, I I think we're working with someone here coming up that had just done that a couple months ago. So yeah, I mean, I'm at. Uh, so our production company is kind of our you know our umbrella contact information for uh, f- for correspondence. And I'm at Balian Pictures at Outlook.com. B A L I A N Pictures at Outlook.com. And uh, my website is AndyCostellic.com. Um, Can you spell that? Yes, yeah, that's Andy, and then K A S T E L I C dot com. Um, and what do I have right now? I think I'm on. I got Facebook and Instagram. There you go. So I was pushed into it, but you know, I'm trying to. I'm trying to embrace. You know, because that again, that's a part of the. Well, that's, that's a part of the I, business. That's how I reached out to you that's on right. Instagram. That's oh, right. So that's right. So it worked. Yeah. There so, you yeah. go. Glad yeah. you. Glad we could do that. Um, yeah, so thank you so much for coming on the show. Yes, thank you. You got it. Cool to Thanks, talk guys. To you. Yeah, yeah, this was nice. This was nice. Looking forward to see who else you bring on. Absolutely. Yeah, we're going to try to bring on as many filmmakers as we can uh, because I want, you know, just the community to to create more community and more uh, synergy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, folks out there, this is Andy Kostelik. And uh, you got his information now. You can you can email his production <laughs> company, your headshot and your resume, and a cover letter and clips, and be very professional. And um, and you never know what might happen. And if you have any questions, you know, for Soul Acting Academy, hit us up at info at soulacting.com anytime. Uh, thank you so much, Andy. Really Thanks, appreciate guys. you thank coming. You. Thank you. This was and good. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you. <laughs> all right, from all of us here at Soul Acting Academy.
Peace out. Yeah.